Good evening and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host Joyrider coming to you live from the Dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts Chatty G, Silent J, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is episode 107. I want to start by giving you all an update. Last Friday, I posted to social media that I had injured my dominant arm, and that is why there wasn't a show last week. For those of you who aren't following the show's social media, I recommend doing so because that's where I'll post quick updates and announcements like that. The show is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all of those links are at the top right of the website, which is www.thefnps.com. As to my arm, it is still injured, but I saw a physiotherapist this week, and apparently I am a giant walking knot. My arm doesn't hurt quite as much as it did, but it is still not okay. I get a sharp pain in my elbow and pins and needles in my hand when I bend my arm at more than 90 degrees, which is unnerving to say the least. I don't think arms are supposed to do that. I had been considering taking another week off to rest it up, but then on Wednesday I saw the news that Klaus Schulz had died on Tuesday the 26th, and knowing that he was one of the members of Tangerine Dream in their earliest days, I felt it was important to mark his passage. So here we are. Klaus Schultz was born in Berlin in 1947. He was an incredibly prolific musician and a pioneer of electronic music. In his lifetime, he produced more than 60 albums. He was active in bands throughout the 1960s, and in 1968, he began drumming for a trio called Psy Free, P-S-Y Free. In 1969, he met Edgar Freuze of Tangerine Dream at the Zodiac Club and joined them for their first album. After Tangerine Dream's first album came out, he moved on to form a new group called Ashra Temple. He left Ashra Temple after their first album was released, and then he began a solo career. Let's start with a track from Tangerine Dream's first album, Electronic Meditation. This, from 1969, with Klaus Schultz on drums, is Tangerine Dream's Cold Smoke.
It's worth noting, if you're not familiar with Tangerine Dream's work, that many of their later albums would sound nothing like this. They hadn't really begun to experiment with analog synthesizers yet, and that's in part because you may recall from our episodes on Dr. Moog that they hadn't become as affordable yet, though he had invented it in 1964. It wasn't until the early 70s where it became more accessible. It was around this time that he moved on to Ash for Temple, and from their self-titled album, we're going to listen to a track called Trow Machine. Ashwa Temple falls more under Krautrock than experimental or ambient, and all of their tracks are very long. On that first album, there are two tracks, and the album is about 45 minutes long. This track in particular is 25 and a half minutes long, but we're not going to listen to the entire thing. We're going to listen to the last nine and a half minutes of it. So, from 1971's album by Ashra Temple, this is Trow Machine.
So as I said, it was around this time that Schultz went out on his own doing his solo work and his first album within the context of his solo career was titled Ich Licht, which I believe translates to Will of the Wisp. The track that we're going to listen to from that album, which was released in 1972, is titled Thunderstorm, Energy Rise, Energy Collapse.
Around this time, Stomo Yamashita reached out to Klaus Schultz and Steve Winwood. I don't know how he connected with these people, but he did. And together they formed a supergroup called Go. Stomo Yamashita is really worth looking up. He's considered a virtuoso drummer in particular, and uh, he was also responsible for a number of film soundtracks. And maybe that's actually how they met, thinking about it, because Klaus Schultz also did soundtrack work throughout the 70s. And a number of those sounded very much like the kind of giallo soundtracks that we listened to a few months ago. From the first album by Stomo Yamashita's Go, which came out in 1976, this track is titled Space Requiem.
Now, because many of these pieces were intended to go from one straight into the other, some of them do end rather abruptly. Around 1975, Schultz released an album with two tracks on it that were related to the German composer Richard Wagner. And one was titled Beruth, which is where Wagner was buried, and Wanfried, which translates to peace from delusion and or madness, which was the name he gave to his villa in Beruth. And in 1979, he created a pseudonym for himself, Richard Wanfried. After 1993, he would drop the Richard and just go by Wanfried. But in 1979, he released an album under the name Richard Wanfried, which would be the first of many. And it was titled Time Actor. If you are on Instagram and you saw the picture that I posted of uh, a guy sitting at a desk of synthesizers with a weird mask on, that was one of the photos from the time actor period. From Richard Ronfried, aka Klaus Schulz, this is Grandma's Clockwork.
Around this time, he began to shift from analog synthesizers to digital ones, and it becomes slightly audible in this next album, which came out in 1980. From 1980's Dig It, this is Klaus Schultz's track, The Looper Isn't a Hooker.
Klaus Scholz released an album in 1981 called Transfer, but we're going to skip over that one and go into the one that followed that, titled Audentity, which came out in 1983. This one, you can definitely hear it's much more digital synthesizers than analog. This one that we're going to listen to next is an excerpt of the track Spielglocken, which comes in at 21 minutes and 31 seconds, but we're only going to listen to about the last eight minutes. So, from Klaus Schultz, this is an excerpt of Spielglocken.
while some of Schulz's work is reminiscent of Brian Eno, that track in particular makes me think of Giorgio Moroder, which makes sense given that Moroder is seven years older than Schulz and would have likely been an inspiration to some degree. One of the people who worked with Schulz on the album Identity in 1983 was Rainer Bloss, and they collaborated again multiple times throughout Schulz's lifetime. The next cut we're going to listen to is actually from an album called Drive In with two ends, and it was released in 1984. This track by Klaus Schulz and Rainer Bloss is titled Racing.
Alphaville formed in 1982 and they had a couple of singles which were really big in around 1984 including Forever Young and Big in Japan and Klaus Schulz and Rainer Bloss would collaborate once again on Alphaville's third album which came out in 1989. It was titled The Breathtaking Blue which is kind of an interesting coincidence given that Schulz would have a couple of albums referring to the color blue. The song in particular that we're going to listen to next is the lead single from The Breathtaking Blue and the effort that Schulz and Bloss were responsible for on this album, broadly speaking, was string arrangements, and Bloss also did the brass arrangements. So, from 1989's The Breathtaking Blue, this is Alphaville's Romeo's. Some 
It's worth mentioning that Klaus Schulz released an album in 2010 called Big in Japan, and it was actually a live album from Tokyo. Up next, we're going to listen to another cut from Schultz under the alias Richard Wanfried, and this was actually from his fifth album under that name, titled Translation, which came out in 1994, and you can definitely hear that uh, he had gotten into the rave scene, just a touch, from Klaus Schultz as Richard Winfried from 1994's Translation. This is In Trance.
Up next, we have another collaborative effort from Klaus Schulz, featuring Pete Namluk as well as Bill Laswell. Pete Namluk was an electronic music producer who was inspired by such diverse artists as Miles Davis, Chopin, Wendy Carlos, Tangerine Dream, and Pink Floyd, and especially Klaus Schulz himself. He ended up also working with Richie Houghton, Tetsu Inu, and Move D. Amazing resume and very talented producer. Bill Laswell, on the other hand, is an American bass guitarist and according to music critic Chris Brazier, quoting now from Wikipedia, Laswell's pet concept is collision music, which involves bringing together musicians from wildly divergent but complementary spheres and seeing what comes out. With that in mind, they ended up putting together some pieces, one of which ended up later being featured on 2005's installment of Grand Theft Auto for Liberty City. This piece by Klaus Schultz and Pete Namluk, featuring Bill Laswell, is titled Psychedelic Brunch Version 8, and it was featured on GTA 4's Self-Actualization FM.
Although Klaus Schulz left Ashra Temple in 1973, he ended up working with them a couple of times again over the years, and in particular, the year 2000. They got back together for the album Friendship, and there were only three tracks on the album, the shortest of which was 21 and a half minutes. We're going to listen to a segment of the longest track from that album, the first track on it, entitled Reunion. Again, from 2000, this is the last 11 minutes of Ashwa Temple's Reunion.
So many of Schultz's pieces are musical journeys that if you are in the mood for something that will just let your mind wander for an hour, I highly recommend seeking out some of the longer pieces. They're very enjoyable. Up next, quoting now from Wikipedia again. Between 1993 and 2002, Klaus Schulz released a number of limited edition boxed sets, and these box sets were comprised of material that hadn't been on previous albums. From the sixth one in that series, entitled Contemporary Works 2, we're going to listen now to an excerpt of a piece called And She is Kind and Gentle. This again is from 2002.
Another person with whom Schultz collaborated numerous times over the years is Lisa Gerard of Dead Can Dance fame. One of the albums that they put out together was from 2008, and it was called Farscape. Both the albums that they put out during this time were live albums, and it's worth mentioning that the live albums and live performances, really, that Klaus Schultz did were never really exactly the same as any of his studio material. So if you heard something live, it was pretty much an original composition. From 2008's Farscape, this is an excerpt, because again, this is a 20-minute track. This is an excerpt of a track by Klaus Schulz and Lisa Gerard called Liquid Coincidence Number 4.
second last track for the night comes to us from Klaus Scholz's second prehumus album entitled Silhouettes, which came out in 2018. Again, we're going to listen to an excerpt because the full track is actually 15 and, well, closer to 16 minutes long. And we'll be listening to about the last five minutes from 2018's album Silhouettes. This is the title track. Thank you. 
last track for the night stems from a collaboration with Hans Zimmer on the soundtrack for the 2021 remake of Dune, which is interesting because he had actually done an album in 1979 inspired by Dune. The album hasn't been released yet. It is slated for release on June 10th of this year, which will actually be my dad's 73rd birthday. About this album, he said, Deus Arrakis became another salute to Frank Herbert and to that great gift of life in general. He released this single from Deus Arrakis on April 8th, about three weeks ago, from Klaus Scholz. This is Osiris, part one. Thank you. 
beautiful piece to end a career and a life on. And that's our show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. If you'd like to support the show, go to the fnps.com. All the social media links are at the top right, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Whether short-term or long-term support, your coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show both on the air and fresh. Remember, next Friday is Bandcamp Fridays. There's also a suggestion box on the website, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them. As always, be well and stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.